today we're going to be thinking about choices. Over Christmas there's been lots of choices to make. Should I have ice cream or mince pies or both? But there's also been serious choices too about who to spend time with, how much to use the heating, perhaps what gifts to buy, all sorts of things that we had to um, make choices about. Um, and in normal life, uh, there's, there's, there's often very serious choices that we have to make. And our choices can dramatically affect the quality of our lives and that of other people around us too. So learning to make good choices is quite a skill. And we're going to look at our reading today with this in mind. Now, the first choice that we see the wise men making was um, that they saw the star and they thought that they needed to do something about what they'd learned about. So they saw the star, they know what it meant. Now, they could have just said, do you know what, this is a really interesting star. Look at this fantastic star. And they could have told some of their friends about it and they could have had a little discussion. What do you think it means? Or, you know. But they decided to do something about it. They, this star led them to want to worship, pay homage um, to the king. They said, this is the king of the Jews' star. We want to worship him. You know, they'd probably been reading the stars for years. Um, and I can't imagine that they'd ever set out on a mission like this before. It wasn't something, it's not the kind of thing that astronomers do, is it? They, you know, trundle off to, to follow a star and worship a king. So they decided to plan this potentially very dangerous trip. But they saw enough evidence in the stars um, to see something that massive had happened in the heavens and that they needed to do something about it. Now, we know that they were wise but they were even wiser in some of the choices they made because they're the first people in the New Testament that we see to worship Jesus. Isn't that amazing accolade? The first people to worship Jesus were the wise, the wise men. They weren't Jews. You know, they were Gentiles. Why would they be following a star to worship a Jewish king? He had no authority. Even if he was a king, it would have made no difference because the Jews were an oppressed people and Rome ruled the world. So, you know, if they knew anything about the Jewish faith, they would have known that they were out, not in. They still chose to come. We see that God had really spread open the net for these people to be worshippers. And if you look back, well back into Genesis 12, we see God promised Abraham that he would be a blessing and his family would be a blessing to all nations, not just to one race of people, but the whole, all the families of the world. And so throughout the Gospel of Matthew, we see Gentiles keep appearing. The Gospel starts with, um, at the very beginning, if you flick back the page, you see the genealogy, and you see how Jesus, where Jesus came from, and it goes right through the list of all the different people. Um, and a couple of those, surprisingly, include Gentiles, Rahab and Ruth. So perhaps the wise men had realised that salvation comes through the Jews. It wasn't exclusively for the Jews. And we see in um, the Apostle Paul's epistles that Abraham is the father of all who believe. God considered Abraham righteousness because of his faith, which came before he received the covenant sign of circumcision. So we see these wise men were scholars perhaps scholars of the Bible, they looked at the prophecies of the coming Messiah. When the Babylonians conquered Jerusalem, they took some gifted Jewish men into the king's court to train them to be advisors, and the king's wise men were known as Magi. Daniel was the most famous wise man ever to grace the courts of Babylon, and he um, saved the entire company of Magi from total destruction by interpreting King Nebuchadnezzar's dream. And then, you know, later he spent the night with lions, 
and he just refused to worship the king of the Medes and Persians. No one, apparently, according to my research, <laughs> no one before or after Daniel has ever served as prime minister of two world empires. Um, that's both Babylon and the Medo-Persia. Um, serving as a prime minister of just one would have put him in the Magi Hall of Fame, apparently, um, on the first ballot. You know, but if you're in the Magi Club, you might be interested in reading up about a book written by the most famous Magi of all time. So the book of Daniel predicts that 483 years would pass from the time of that decree to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem until Messiah, the prince, would come. That tells us about in Daniel. So according to the Bible scholar Gleason, um, the clock began ticking in 457 BC when Persian ruler Artaxi issued the decree to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Um, this is all kind of information, but basically telling you that the Magi would have known about this, probably. And if they looked it up and read up about it, they would know that something very exciting was happening. So God received worship from these Magi who had light from the star and possibly from reading the book of Daniel, potentially. But they were blown away by what they'd seen and they set out on this dangerous journey. They didn't even foresee how dangerous it could be. The challenge of us today is, do we choose to worship the same king? Are we prepared to lay our lives down for him in a quest to find him? Do we choose to worship Jesus? That's my first choice. You know, the first choice is, do we choose to worship Jesus? The second choice was perhaps not quite so wise, but we don't, we'll talk about that in a second. So recently, I made a very bad choice. Um, I had 15 miles left on my petrol and I needed to go 15 miles. So, I've already, you, you can already guess what's happening. I decided to drive 15 miles to the petrol station. Unfortunately, um, I didn't make it. Um, and it was the point when I, and, and even worse, I made an even worse choice, I went on the motorway. And it was just the most stupid decision I've ever made, I think. And I was driving along and I could feel the acceleration going and the petrol was just gone and I cried out to the Lord I was just like God I am so sorry I'm so stupid please help me please help me get to where I need to go well he took me and and now with all these smart motorways which in my opinion are not very smart but who am I to say I ran out of petrol Um, so there was no there was no there was nowhere for me to go I was in the I was in what should be the hard shoulder but I wasn't I was in the 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 slow lane and I could just feel my acceleration was going and I was praying very loudly and my daughter uh, as, uh, you know she just occasionally sees me doing this and I'm praying very loudly and very and just please God help me and then luckily a, a kind of an emergency stop place came up and I was able to pull to the side and I I pulled into the side and the car literally just stopped dead I was totally out of petrol um you know I'm ashamed to think about this it was really stupid God showed up and helped me be okay I I hate to think what could have happened but Fortunately, you know, my bad choice was, was awful, but God redeemed it and he helped me and he showed me once again how much he loves me. And even when I do something stupid, he's there. The, the wise men took their genuine desire to worship. Um, and, you know, where do you think they choose to look? Well, they went to Jerusalem to look. And Herod heard that they'd been asking and he sent for them. Now, I don't know, they probably didn't have any choice to go and speak to Herod. You know, maybe they didn't have a choice, or maybe they did. Maybe they turned up at the palace and went, is the king here? 
And Herod went, yes, I'm the king, and there's no baby Jew king here. But Herod was paranoid enough to give them, you know, give them time. He didn't dismiss them out of hand. He wanted to hear what they had to say, and he drew, drew them into himself. Now, Herod was a powerful king, and he led a successful reign in many ways. He built bridges and aqueducts. He, you know, his building of the second temple was impressive, um, and bits of it still survive today, amazingly enough. Um, but he did not like rivals, um, and he killed his wife, his mother-in-law, three of his sons, because he was worried that they would take power from him. So perhaps the wise men had also heard of him in their travels. So if he could kill people that close to him, who he felt threatened about, it's no wonder he then sent an order out to kill all the baby boys that might be the king of the Jews. I wonder, you know, if the, the wise men had had any choice about this. You know, did, did they make a bad choice to go and see him, or did they, were they pushed into it? I wonder, you know, if they'd stuck with following the star, then they would have found Jesus more easily. I don't know. Um, we don't know if it was a conscious decision or one of those travel arguments, you know, well, I say we should follow the star past the petrol station back there. Well, you were too distracted on the Coke machine to see where the light was going. Well, let's just ask someone, you know, and they turn up and they ask people and then, you know, that leads them into trouble, this choice. What makes us, you know, make bad choices? What made me make a bad choice? Well, I thought I could get there. You know, this car, I can, I can do this. Um, I often find one bad choice leads to another. Perhaps an extra glass of wine leads to staying up later or eating extra chocolate, which leads to me staying up even later, which leads to me being more tired the next morning, which leads to me staying in bed and not praying, which leads to me being grumpy with the children. Or, you know, it, you know, often one bad choice leads to another. And I think it's the same. You know, with all of us, bad choices can often lead to more bad choices. And sometimes our bad choices can involve choosing a wrong relationship or a friend or a partner that leads us in the wrong direction. You know, someone that maybe makes us doubt ourselves or others. Or perhaps our bad choices include how we spend our money, not budgeting or thinking wisely, you know, allowing for the future. We see Herod made a bunch of horrendous choices and his horrendous choices went down in history. He couldn't bear anyone that might threaten to him. The verse tells us that he was frightened and a frightened uh, despot like him is, is quite scary for everybody else. You know, his own family were a challenge in his paranoid brain, so he got rid of them. A baby boy that was under two years old that might possibly grow into the king of the future was enough of a threat in his mind to have everybody killed. What a terrible thing to do, to kill all those children. The irony being, he still missed the right baby. And his name has gone down in history. I'm sure he wanted his name to go down in history. But it's for the wrong reasons, because he's the bad guy in the story. Sure, some of the other things he did are remembered, but mainly he's the evil king who tried to kill Jesus, working on behalf of the forces of evil, trying to stop Jesus fulfilling the role that he had. Herod tried to kill God. It's a challenge to us as well. Have we ever been guilty of trying to kill God in our own lives by denying his existence or not letting his power show through into our lives. Something to think about. And the third choice is what I call the ledge decision. We see this beautiful act of worship that the wise man make. They travelled this distance, they found the baby king, they've given him gifts, 
And the gifts they gave him spoke um, so strongly. Okay, they spoke of God, the gold, the most precious thing that you can give, the best king, you know, gift for a king. A way of acknowledging his greatness is to give him gold. Frankincense, which is a gift for a priest. Myrrh, a gift for someone that's going to die, used for embalming dead bodies, showing us that Jesus, the baby, was born to die for us, defeat the power of death. However, this is not what I want to focus on today. The point I want to focus on is how the wise men made a wise choice not to go back to Herod. God warned them in a dream not to see him and not to tell him where Jesus was. And this was to protect Jesus from the murderous Herod, perhaps also to protect the wise men from him too. The wise men were led by God to make a bold decision. They didn't necessarily know why, but perhaps they guessed. Perhaps after meeting the baby and worshipping, God gave them peace on another level of wisdom about it. In the Christmas story, we see God helping lots of people to make good decisions. We see Mary being offered a choice to host Jesus in her womb. Joseph being offered the choice to look after Mary and not disgrace her. Mary and Joseph told in a dream to get out of Nazareth, go to Egypt and keep their baby safe, to flee their own country, to escape the oppressive regime and the brutal king who sought to kill their baby. But they made a choice by God and it turned out to be an exceptional decision. What about us? Do we make God... uh, led choices in our lives sorry do we make god-led choices in our lives how can we know if the choice that we have in front of us is being led by god how do we let god lead us the wise men were used to watching for signs they read signs in the stars which led them to where they were then there was a sign in their dreams they also followed that does anyone here have dreams from god is god using your dreams to speak to you I once had a dream where I had a baby, and it was a really big baby. It was like a sort of seven-foot baby. Um, and then the baby that I was looking after, that I had to look after, this really big baby, turned into a, uh, had a small baby too. So the big baby had a small baby. And then it was a really strange dream. And I remember thinking about it, thinking, what does this dream mean? And, and then a few months later, um, I had a chance... Um, I had a 16-year-old who was sent to me from Tenerife to to stay for a few weeks. Um, And I just had a real sense that she should stay. So I ended up with this big baby who I had to look after. I looked after the 16-year-old for two years um, when I was in my 20s. Um, And then one day she asked me, can I have my nephew who's five to stay? Um, Leaving a five-year-old in the care of a 16-year-old is quite an interesting decision her sister made. I think she must have been desperate to have a holiday. Um, but me and my housemate had to decide about it. And I just remembered this dream where I had to look after this really big baby and then the baby had a small baby. And I thought, you know what, we've got to do this. We've got to let this, um, her, her sister leave the baby with it. Well, he was five, actually, this five-year-old with us. And so because I'd had this dream about a big baby, looking after a big baby and the baby having a small baby, it meant that I looked after this girl. We had, I had this girl come and live with me for two years. Um, and I really believe that was a God-led decision. Um, and this, this dream spoke to me. So how do we make good choices? How, how about praying about them? You know, how about following Jesus? Jesus will, who will help us make the right decisions. As we follow him closer, we learn what is important to him and what is on his heart. 
What about God's lead to us through the Bible? It's a good time of year to really kick into your Bible, isn't it? Helen, I've got Helen nodding over there. Yes, definitely. It's a good time of year to start something fresh, a new, a new habit. You know, reading the Bible in a different way, perhaps, or um, perhaps trying to do like the Bible in a year. It's not too late to start the Bible in a year. Um, you can catch up, um, make choices. Um, but the Bible is the best way that God speaks to us. And he'll often show us the passage we need to know that day just by being there, turning up, opening our Bibles. God can help us what to, to, do, um, uh, to show us what to do through circumstances. You know, how to make the choices. We often say, oh, I don't know what to do. Well, ask God. He can help us. He can show us quite clearly in, in strange ways if we're looking to him. He will show us what to do. The wise men showed their wisdom by looking to worship God through the signs. Um, you know, they made a good choice to worship. They made a lead choice when they followed God's word in the dream. In life, are we open to God leading us and helping us make these good choices? What choices can we make that will um, help us make better choices at the beginning of this year? Will this be a year when we seek God's leading more fervently? That's my question. Will we seek God? You know, will we make good choices? Will we make God choices? Will we let God lead our choices this year? Let's pray and ask for God's help to do this. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are the one that can help us make amazing choices. That even when we fall short and we do stupid things, we run out of petrol or we make bad decisions, Lord, that you can help us. You can help us to make better choices next time. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would lead each one of us. That we would choose to step this year into your will. That we would choose to ask you to lead us in the choices and the decisions that we have to make. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus, we thank you. Because no matter how far we go from you, you are always ready to welcome us back. In Jesus' name, amen.